Okay, welcome back, Detour Podcast listeners. Thank you again for listening, and thank you to all of the new iTunes subscribers. You can find us on the Detour Podcast when you search. There are some other similar named podcasts out there. Um, The symbol that you want to look for is the one that looks like the orange Detour Detour. road sign. Yes. Yes. And today, I am speaking with Mona Giordano. Mm -hmm. Did I say your last name correctly? You said it right, unlike me, who got yours wrong. (laughs) That's okay. Mine's harder. It's okay. You, like I said, you aren't the first, and you won't be the last okay. for sure. Um, okay. So Miss Mona, we're talking today to her. Um, she is a business coach. She is an author, a speaker, um, a life coach, and she has kind of pulled all the gifts and detour moments of her life together. Um, and those experiences and resources from that to create um, sort of your ministry and mission in this life. That's right. um, To encourage and help others and teach others what you've learned um, and help them in their journeys, whatever way that may be. And I love that you do so many different things. Um, I actually love that. (laughs) It's challenging. Um, Yes, it is. Some people call me a serial entrepreneur. And that sounds scary, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like, how about a multipreneur? That's probably better. Mm -hmm. But actually what I've learned, Sheila, is that I'm trying to backtrack a little bit Mm -hmm. and get a little bit more niche down because, um, as you can imagine, the social media trying Mm -hmm. to keep up with, okay, let's see. The Direct Connection, right. which is my co-working space, which is where we're doing this podcast from. So if you ever want to do a podcast or lives, this is a great place. Yes. I'm allowed mm-hmm. to do that, right? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> okay. um, also, I am a, um, a certified life coach, and my specialty area is business because my husband and I have had a brick-and-mortar business uh, for 31 years now called the Pest Control General Store. Yes, and it's, and yeah. I've, I've known about it for years even before I met you because riding past, it's this big yellow building bright that yellow. you can't miss. <laughs> it's bright yellow, yes, and um, so I've noticed that for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I also, um, my niche in coaching has really taken me in, on a detour mm-hmm. <laughs> that I never expected. And um, my specialty at the present time is actually working with women in business, female entrepreneurs my age, like baby boomers, Mm -hmm. that didn't grow up with social media, Mm -hmm. that hate social media. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're barely on Facebook, Mm -hmm. let alone Instagram and Twitter and Mm -hmm. Tumblr and Pinterest, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, YouTube. Um, So what I do, quite by accident, is uh, I specialize in teaching them how to conquer, how to learn and conquer social media. And because I'm an older woman, no, let me say, okay, because I'm a seasoned woman. I just recently saw this funny meme on, and I'm adopting it, I think, (laughs) instead of saying like age, whatever, I'll be 46. I'm level 46. Oh. Like like the gamer. Oh, yeah. I'm level 46. Oh, wow. Because, you know, doesn't that sound right? That's good. Doesn't that sound right? Unless, somebody doesn't get the the you know yeah right yeah (laughs) like if you're in a yeah if you're in a um well I think anything I think we understand levels you know different levels of success yeah great right so if we're thinking maybe we live to be a hundred okay and we're at level 46 so you're at level 46 I'm at level 60. (laughs) that sounds awesome that means you've conquered a lot of levels and I feel like I'm just beginning it's the strangest thing Mm -hmm. um you know I never well, okay, let me get back on track here because yeah, yeah. I'm going to go off on a detour That's if I don't right. watch it. Okay, so I'm a social media coach mm-hmm. specializing in seasoned women. I also um, have a ministry called Mona Giordano Ministries, mm-hmm. and um, I am a singer and songwriter, although I don't do that a whole lot. But my heart beats when I am um, invited to share my testimony as an inspirational speaker. That is truly what I believe I was created for, mm-hmm. is to share my life, my experiences, my detours, if you mm-hmm. will, um, and, and what God has done in helping me to overcome them and then you know, take that, that mess and turn it into His masterpiece, which is incidentally the title of the book that I'm currently writing. It's called Mona Lisa Miracles, My Mess, His Masterpiece. 
and it takes the um, will take the readers through uh, my journey in life. I'm mm-hmm. doing a kind of devotional style though, so it's okay. not going to be a complete memoir, but short stories done kind of in order. Mm-hmm. But I also want to show the readers, like if if they don't believe in God or maybe they're a new believer they'll be able to see God's hand in each one of those situations. Very and cool. then at the end, I want to offer a prayer. So if they are in a situation similar to that chapter, mm-hmm. um, it's something that I believe can, can help them. And, and resonate with them. And, that's right. Yeah. They'll understand. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's what I do. I love to help women specifically. Um, of course, I don't turn down like if a man wants to learn social media of course yeah. I'll do mm-hmm. that but my heart of hearts is for women yeah you know to help them be empowered and educated and inspired and and so on to move forward with life no matter what they have done no matter what you know they've gone through God has a purpose in all of it and that's what I love to share so. you're you're speaking to the choir <laughs> I think and we do it in different ways which I think is very um, cool you know where you can use your and, and probably why we've talked for two hours before we have even gotten to this yet um, it's, Crazy, it's right? just um, energizing and um, encouraging and awesome and I think there's so much um, in people's stories like oh, yeah. that's that's what the testimony is your Everybody stories and no one no one gets through this life you mm-hmm. know unscathed in some way and yeah. um, and you know it's it's what you do with that detour exactly. um, and and how it reroutes you so what would you say was your detour your big detour moment okay my big detour mo- moment was probably in 2010 when my past caught up with me and because of drug abuse and alcoholism and many other things which that's for another one okay mm-hmm. another podcast but mm-hmm. um, I, my liver failed me and my kidneys were shutting down so um, I showed up to work on October the 7th of 2010 and I don't even remember driving there I walked in and my husband said honey you don't look so good and I said Ah, I'm not feeling good. Mm-hmm. And he said, go home. And I said, I can't drive. Mm. I walked back to the back of the pest control store, and we have like a break room, a kitchen, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I laid down on the floor. And, um, of course, he was petrified. He didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. And um, he took my vitals because of other conditions, health conditions that I have, like diabetes and high blood pressure and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he knew the the what to do is mm-hmm. to check out my vitals and then make a decision whether I needed to go to the ER or what. Because the next day, I had a doctor's appointment already in place. Okay. He called the doctor, and the doctor said that if my vitals were okay, to just take me home to rest, and then the next day, I would be into the office. Well, <laughs> the next day came around. I don't remember anything about that, you know, the rest of that day. So did he take you home? He took me oh, home. And yeah. you just rested and you still felt kind of horrible? But I don't remember. You don't remember anything? I was anything. completely out of it. Um, in fact, by the time the next morning came around, uh, I didn't know who he was. <gasps> and I didn't know my son. And oh, my goodness. He that was must have been petrified. terrifying. Oh, well, not to me. Oh, because well, you, I, you were so unaware. I, was I know completely it's kind of like that, of that Alzheimer's. But thing. when I think of my family yeah. and what they were going through, it mm-hmm. just it breaks my heart. But God mm-hmm. was so involved in this whole thing. They took me um, initially to Tarpon Springs to the hospital in Tarpon Springs because it's the closest, and uh, my uh, hepatologist, which is my liver doctor, said that um, there's nothing that we can do. So he basically, I wasn't even on the liver transplant or kidney transplant list. So, and that's a long process to Mm -hmm. be qualified to be an organ donor. Can I pause you for a minute just for some education? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you you had some other health problems, but you had, had you had liver problems before? You had a hepatologist, but... Hepatitis C is okay. what took my liver down, and that okay. was from IV drug use. I used to shoot up heroin oh, when I was like 14 mm-hmm. in that range, you know, young and stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I didn't know that I had hepatitis until I got diabetes. And with diabetes, you have to check your sugar on a regular basis. Right. And they kept noticing that my liver enzymes were just climbing higher and higher and higher. 
So uh, they discovered that I had hepatitis C, and initially what they did was they put me on a treatment, um, and it was horrible. Oh, Sheila, <laughs> I'm going to cry just thinking about it. It was an interferon um, product, and the side effects were, well, let me put it this way, it was the year from hell. Mm-hmm. I was uh, lethargic and mm-hmm. nauseous. I lost my hair. Many of the it's, side effects are like chemo chem- and radiation. I was just going to say, that sounds like, yeah. yeah. So it was a year, literally, from hell, and, um, and it didn't work. Mm. So after the treatment was over that October, the treatment was over in August, and that October is when I went down. Okay. So... During that treatment, I had to have infusion after infusion. My white blood count, they couldn't get above 0.04. I mean, extremely low. I had to wear a mask uh, because I was just like, uh, like I had no immunity. No immune system. No so immunity. similar to like a chemo Very, patient. very similar. Yeah. And it was horrible. So anyway, um, I'm at the hospital. I'm laying there basically dying. I don't know who my mother, my son, my chil- the other children um, are, and they told my husband, call your pastor and make sure that you have your affairs in order because there's nothing that we can do. Wow. So, um, of course, I didn't know any of that. I had um, an oncologist who took care of my blood draws and all through that treatment because mm-hmm. I had to have Nupigen, which is a shot in the belly, um, and I was on it five days a week. Mm-hmm. And that was to increase your white blood count. So anybody that's going through chemo or radiation knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so that was um, my, he was a oncologist, um, what's the blood doctor? Hematologist. Hematologist, oncologist, hematologist. And he saved my life, Sheila. Mm-hmm. He went to the hospital that I was at, and he went over the head of my um, hepatologist, my liver doctor, mm-hmm. and um, pounded his fist on the, the counter and told the nurses to get me to Tampa General Hospital now. STAT, I think is how they say it. Wow. And I had to be transported by two registered nurses uh, because I was in critical condition and dying. And they... <laughs> They took me to to Tampa General Hospital. Again, I don't remember hardly any of it, but they tell me that I was talking to the the nurses in the ambulance about bed bugs. Oh, (laughs) you know, when when you're in pest control, right? They said that I asked them, "Do you ever have a problem with bed bugs in here?" (laughs) We have this great product. Yes, we do. Yes, you know, when when you're a workaholic, (laughs) it doesn't matter if you're going down; you're still going to help people (laughs) kill their bugs, right? Oh, gosh. Okay, so I'm at Tampa General Hospital. Mind you, they had to um, get me. There were 35 different doctors on the board that had to approve me to be an organ recipient. Wow. And they had to test every single system in my body. So it was, uh, first of all, though, they had to get me stable. Mm -hmm. And they had to teach me how to walk and, again, how to talk. I couldn't sign my own signature. I had to learn that all over again. Now, why did it... I mean, I know that you're... Okay. Because I was going to say, I know that your liver, you know, filters all the toxins. So I'm guessing... Right. And both of them. The liver was dead. So you filled up with toxins, which then affected your brain. Yes. They call that your ammonium level. Yeah. And um, I was through the roof. Yeah, I was through the roof. And so I was like... Can I say projectile vomit? Yeah, you, okay. can, you can say whatever you want. Um, it was projectile vomit. Yeah. It was really pretty pretty bad. Wow. Um, yeah, just if you think about your body trying to purge. Everything. Purge all those toxins that yes. are building up that and your the organs are not able working. to do their job. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, um, they got me to a point where I could function again. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to have a bag or a tube to go to the bathroom. And oh, I could goodness. actually eat... Um, liquid foods and Mm -hmm. and soft foods and stuff and then all of the testing started so they went through every system in my body to make sure that I was physically able to undergo this surgery because it is major surgery for sure and um, at that time they thought that I was most likely going to need kidneys as well as the liver 
So I had to be approved for both organs, but praise God, I, I didn't need the kidneys. Once I was transplanted, um, my you know kidneys started working again. They Once forced the worked, them yeah. to start working again with these super mega doses of um, diuretics. Oh, you know, to huh. continue that yeah. flush. Mm-hmm. And so then my kidneys started working Kicked again. again. Now, I still to this day have stage three kidney disease, but it's not getting any worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's have to, managed right now. That's right. Yeah. It is so managed. Maybe so. there's some damage done. Oh, there's lots but of damage done. It's not advancing. So that's, that's good right. and it's managed. So I was transplanted on November the. 10th is when they started it completed on November the 11th and at that time I mean it really was major surgery and um, I was out I my husband actually my son did a video of my um, journey just a short video to one song and if anybody would care to see that um, they can go to my YouTube channel which is simply Mona Giordano and the video is called Mona Giordano, Miracles Still Happen. Yeah, I've seen that. So let mm-hmm. me explain the miracles, yeah. if I can. I'm going to try. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't have a lot of time here. But the first thing that happened was um, that they had told me that it was going to be about anywhere from three to six months before I would be like back to work and normal, you know, mm-hmm. operating at full capacity. Right. So um, I was home. Now, remember, transplanted November 11th. I was home by Thanksgiving. Wow, so a matter of a couple weeks. That's right. Now, so, I mean, it was just incredible. It was miraculous. The doctors were dumbfounded. They could not believe what was going on. From the time I got there Mm -hmm. and the progress that I made in such a short period of time between October, um, the end of October and mid-November, and then afterwards... um, you know, it's just like, I don't know how to explain it other than it was just really God. It was yeah, miraculous. Miracul- that un- shouldn't so, have happened, but it did. And but so, it did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went home. Um, and I'm imagining um, people are praying for you. You're, you've all, oh, you've been a woman of all faith over the for world. a long time. All over yeah. the world. They mm-hmm. started a prayer chain. It started at my church mm-hmm. um, in Newport Ritchie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have relatives that live in Canada. So mm-hmm. it went to Canada to mm-hmm. my aunt and uncle's church. Mm-hmm. And then it just started spreading. I mean, so it was a global prayer chain. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, <laughs> I just can't even fathom how many people, I'm going to say thousands of people, we're praying on a regular basis for God to intervene in this, and He did. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. I'm home now. It's Thanksgiving. Um, now, mind you, I had a lot of limitations, mm-hmm. and I had um, in December I got a puppy that was supposed to be my service dog. So when my husband would be at work, and I was you know around the house, if I fell or something happened, there would be somebody there to help me to alert him, mm-hmm. and. I'm happy to report that that dog named Miracle, <laughs> of course, <laughs> of it course, is. right, um, wasn't necessary uh, to be my service dog, but ended up being our treasured pet, who Aww. is just you know she's a sweetheart. It's so and you funny. still have her. Oh yeah, yeah. She it's like she knows that her purpose in life was to protect me and care uh-huh. for me and love me uh-huh. because she barely leaves my side if I'm at mm-hmm. home I go to the bathroom she goes to the bathroom yeah she walks in makes sure I'm okay and then sits at the door yeah <laughs> so, I have one of those two a little tiny one he's my baby substitute because wow. I so miss having infants and babies oh, wow. but he lets me cuddle him <laughs> oh that's awesome because my kids are not yeah. like huggers and mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. and so I'm always like trying to hug <laughs> Have you ever thought about this, you know, D-O-G? Mm-hmm. That's God spelled backwards. backwards. Yeah. You know, man's best friend. I know. I mean, they, Jesus is and our they best love, friend. And, and that, they love you unconditionally. Unconditionally, like, no matter what you, you do. Yeah. We're going to say, everybody should know Jesus. Oh. I personally think oh, he yes. just is awesome. Um, but even if you can't get there... You look at a dog, and that's yeah. how you should love people. Yes, If you exactly. can't look, to, if you're not 
looking at Jesus as the example, you look at a dog and that's how you should love people. Yeah. I never thought of it in that realm. I mean, I got Mm -hmm. the correlation between DOG and G.O.D., and man's best friend. And, they don't care and if your breath stinky. Yeah, they're excited. Matter. They look at you like you're the best thing since sliced bread every time you come home. And that's exactly and that's exactly what Jesus does. does. Yeah, what Jesus does for yeah. us. And you know, I just want to put this out there. Um, you know, you may be questioning that particular uh, statement that from both of us, but I have to tell you that. Um, if, if you have any questions, I would love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you hear what has gone on in my life, I mean, starting way back when, you know, we're talking, you know, I had, I had a, a seventh grade education mm. and grew up thinking that I was nothing but a worthless piece of crap that mm. was um, instilled from my stepfather who abused me oh, and also gosh. from my first husband who wanted me to be a kept woman and didn't want me to have friends, didn't nothing. So he convinced me that I was just stupid, fat, and ugly. Oh. And then I was lucky that he would even have me. Wow. And after you hear that over and over, you start to believe it. And you forget who God created. But God. Yeah. He sent me across the street to my neighbor. I was selling Avon, of all things, because I that's all I thought that I could do. Not Now, if you're listening and you are an Avon representative, I mean you no disrespect. Yeah, that's but, right. Mm-hmm. You know, I really felt like I couldn't have a uh, brick and mortar type job or yeah, or you know, a traditional a career traditional, because right. you usually need to have an education. Yes, and, and I get that. Mm-hmm. So I carried this chip around for yeah. a long, long time. And uh, I, how did I get off on this tangent? Because I'm not sure where. I, I don't was know. Going. We were talking about the dog and how yeah. how Jesus loves oh, yes. us unconditionally. And what I wanted to say is that if any of your listeners or any of the viewers that are tuning in on the live stream, if you have questions, mm-hmm. if you need answers, if you need a friend, if you need a prayer, either one of us yeah, would love sure. to talk to you. You know, um, I'm really easy to find. You can find me on Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube and all of the social channels. But I'm also, you know, if if you need a friend, I will give you my personal cell phone number and I would call it an honor to speak with you and pray with you. So that's... That is... And that, guys, that's who... That's who Mona is. And that's... I really think that hearing even just a portion of her her detours she is willing to give it all because she feels like everything was given to her right literally your entire life like you were going to be dead you were going to be dead there was really no way around it you know when I was um when I met my current husband Peter who's my second husband who's wonderful I love my Peter God blessed me so much um with him and um we were both at that time just incredibly addicted to crack cocaine and we were smoking it and I realized at that time that I had a couple of choices and those choices were death or imprisonment. Wow. That was about it because yeah, that's, the that's way pretty that we much were going, drug abuse. Yeah. That's the two paths that and with <sighs> with my husband, you know, I kinda mm-hmm. that's what I told him. I said, you know, Pete, if being in love with you, being with you means that I have to uh, put up with the drug dealers and the guns and, you know, the the um, fear of going to prison all the time, I, I just can't do it. I uh-huh. love you with all my heart, but I can't do it. And now, we were both addicted. Mm-hmm. He went and he rounded up everything, the pipes, the screens, the spoons, all of the paraphernalia. And we went out to a dumpster and crashed all the glass and and destroyed all of the paraphernalia and got rid of it. And we quit cold turkey. Wow. Now that is the grace of God. Yeah. Because there are so many people that never can get past that addiction and right. I, I had been addicted they can to have a all lot the will in the world that's right um and want mm-hmm. and and can see the picture of the ugliness and the and the fears and all of that you had but your body physically yes fighting so, that i'm not gonna lie i mean we actually used alcohol mm-hmm. um, as a means to help us through that process because i mean literally you you get jittery, you get yeah. shaky, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you feel like your body doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, so 
this man who was my next door neighbor when I was married to my first husband who used to beat the stew out of me I ended up marrying him the boy next door wow and and he you know even though we did get very wrapped up in and those kind drug of things. addiction yeah. you know mm-hmm. he was the one that actually took that step and destroyed all of that and said, you know, we can get through this. Yeah, we got to get it was our love. together. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. love that did it. And, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> I stand amazed, really. It's like I've known that I needed to write a book for so many years. Mm-hmm. But I thought, you know, this is, like, unbelievable. Nobody will even believe, you know, yeah. being left at home alone, you know, neglected and abandoned when you're, you know, five and six and seven years old and wow. growing up in bars mm-hmm. and both parents um, alcoholics and knock down, drag out, blood and guts fights. And, you know, they my mother and my stepfather took me away from my father. And when I say away, we went from Canada to South America, Lima, Peru in South oh, America. Oh, my goodness. And so wow. I lost, I was taken away from him, kidnapped, really, from my, my biological father. And, um, but he found me. Mm-hmm. That'll be in the book in chapter. No. Yeah. <laughs> Stay I'm kidding. tuned for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but okay. So back to the healing process. I'm at home. Our dog, Miracle, it becomes our pet because she doesn't need to be my service dog. And the, the recovery was just incredible. Um, again, I, I hate to keep saying this word, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It was miraculous. Mm-hmm. I was back to work, Sheila, with no restrictions. I was driving, lifting up the, the fertilizer bags and the, the granule pesticides and, you know, unloading trucks and everything, uh, January 1st. So from Thanksgiving, okay, so we're we're now, what is today? Something like the January 12th or? Jan- I don't even know what 14th, today. 14th, okay. Yeah, we're in the 15th maybe. second <laughs> week of January. Right. Like Christmas and Thanksgiving was just kind of like yesterday yes. pretty much, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. So like I don't, some people don't even have their decorations done yet, I'm for sure. Um, and in that amount of time, you had a liver transplant. Mm-hmm recovered and was back to work with no restrictions in a matter of what would that even be well i went down in october okay Okay. but i was saying by the time you got transplanted yeah okay so mid-november hospitalized was you said you were out (coughs) around thanksgiving yes so let's let's say okay so thanks you know thanksgiving (laughs) thanksgiving like that's nothing i know but that's you know that is miraculous like we don't even need to god loves to do yeah he loves to do things like that. Now, I'm, you know, that, that may not be everybody's story, Sheila. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I struggle with that because I wonder, you know, why some people he takes home and why mm-hmm. me, with all the things that I did wrong all my life, why did I get to stay? Because I think all the junk helps people relate it makes you more authentic. It makes you more open and humble. And this isn't a podcast about me, but I'll share some stuff afterwards. We even have more in common than um, oh, wow. than you think. Um, but um, I I do think that, and I don't I don't know why. And I I thought about this when you were saying about all the people praying. I often ask, you know, why do we pray? Why do we pray? Because some people thousand people are praying for my and so okay did it work in her case but it didn't work for my friend Shelly yeah, who what, had just as I many yeah, yeah you know like did he not pray the right way or yeah. like and I don't have a great answer on that I just know that God decides when when you live and when you die and yeah. the prayer is one time I I got like a little picture when I was praying about you know the scene in ET when all their hearts light up all oh. the aliens and all their hearts light up yes. that's what it, that's what I saw and that and I think it's 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 the connection of our humanity and and the energy and vibration of love that we put out that just helps everyone collectively because it helps me when I pray for somebody else yeah I believe that and I truly do I think that's the purpose of it um the rest I don't have figured out (laughs) this I know you know if God has a purpose and a plan for everyone yes 
we don't know. We're not sovereign. He's right. sovereign. He doesn't have to explain to us why he healed this one mm-hmm. and took this one home. Yeah. You know? But we have to trust that that was the better thing. Um, in my case, I think that he knew that I was going to get through this. He yeah. knew that I had the strength and the stamina and the perseverance, you know, to mm-hmm. get through this because of all that stuff that mm-hmm. happened to me that mm-hmm. I came through and had victory over. And he also knew that it would be my calling mm-hmm. to tell people about that stuff so that I can touch other people, help them, pray for them. Yeah, so that when people see you and say, oh man, like you're the sweetest, most loving, like even your voice, I'm listening to your voice and your voice is so soothing. (laughs) You know, you just have this very soothing presence and voice and everything. Um, And and I think that it's, um, that people can look at you and probably would never, I know I didn't, never think that in a world. And if whatever their stuff is, they can say, like if she, if she got to there maybe there is some hope for disgusting wretched old me yeah you know people always tend to think that i'm this like forgive the expression yeah. this christian goody two shoes like i grew up in a church and you know i've had this um hunky dory cushy life and mm-hmm. grown up you know with god my whole life and nothing can be farther from the truth yeah. i mean i was a wretch Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I mean, we all sin. Mm-hmm. I was level, <laughs> level whatever, you know, level 100. Well, you know, it's all comparative, comparative. <laughs> you know, it's all comparative. Some of it's just more blatant. I think that's it. It's, it's, so, yeah, it's just more blatant. When I go out to speak and share my testimony, mm-hmm. the thing that I do is I, I start, if it's possible, if they have the, the, the media to do it, I start with my video. The one mm-hmm. that's on YouTube that I told you about, oh, yeah? miracles mm-hmm. still happen, because I what I do is I walk up, and the lights go down. They introduce me, mm-hmm. and the lights go down, and the video comes up, and people can see me laying there, just blown up like a balloon, yes. filled with poison. My eyes and your coloring and everything. Yeah. I was yellow. Mm-hmm. You know, I was yellow, and my eyes were. Um, I was throwing up so hard that all the blood vessels in my eyes broke. And they can look at me, you know, like post-surgery, hooked up to dialysis. And every machine, those machines were basically keeping me alive at that point. Mm -hmm. And then they see the picture of January 1st. Yeah. And, you know, Mm -hmm. November the 11th. And Mm -hmm. it's like they go, ah. Wow. How's that even possible? Yeah, yeah. because mm-hmm. if I go, you know, hi, my name is Mona Giordano, mm-hmm. and I'm a liver transplant patient, and da-da-da-da, they, it's it, like, there's a oh, discount. praise the Lord, bless your heart, that's wonderful, you know? Yeah. They don't have a clue, they don't have right. a concept what that looked like, you know, mm-hmm. in reality. Mm-hmm. So that's why I show that video to begin with, so that they can really see the hand of God. Mm-hmm. You know, and what he has done and what he continues to do, Sheila. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> I said it before, I'm 60, level 60. Level and 60. I feel like I'm just getting started. Mm-hmm. I do have a lot of physical limitations. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to be real. Um, it's not like I have the... Popped back in yeah, this picture of you health know, now. Yeah, yeah I'm mm-hmm. not. You know, I have... In fact, if I gave you the laundry list of all the things that were wrong with me, you would just be amazed that I'm even sitting here talking Doing this. to you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but God. Yeah. But God. He had a plan in all of this, and I am privileged to be a part of that plan. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think whether, you know, whatever your belief system is, I think we can all relate to... You know, there's there's our and the, and the point of the detour podcast is to shine light and encouragement on the human journey that we all go on and the the offshoots of that, the detours, the challenges, and how we can gain hope to keep on going mm-hmm. from hearing other people's survival yeah. and their and their um successes and their challenges and you know you find that little bit of me too in there even if even if 
you know, yeah, I can't relate, relate to everything that you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you find that little bit of me too, and it's and it's enough for the next next day or yeah. the next hour. Or you my know. tagline is, you know, um, if I'm coming to speak, you know, hope is on the way. Yeah, that's oh, the little tagline that I use yeah. because without hope. Now, mind you, I I just want to say that I was not born again. I didn't find God invite Jesus into my heart and ask for forgiveness until I was 38 years old, mm-hmm. you know, so um, far from, in fact, if I'm being even more honest and, mm-hmm. and just transparent, I thought that um, the nativity scene and David and Goliath and Daniel in the lion's den and Noah and the, the, the fish, you know, I thought that those were children's fables. Mm-hmm. You know, my stepfather was an atheist. Mm-hmm. The only God that I heard in my home was in an expletive. Wow. And I really honestly did not think... Have any kind of no, faith, I had uh, no, any kind of uh, spiritual... Even when I was married to my second husband, my prayers, you know, because I, I would say, you know, uh, God, if, if there is a God, I promise you that I will never do this again if you just get me home alive, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And that was really a heartfelt prayer, but yeah. I didn't know right that I know that somebody was actually hearing it I always kind of had a feeling that there had to be something beyond humanity Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know but when I found the truth I was just well (laughs) I was so hungry Mm -hmm. and feeling deprived of 38 years of knowledge that I quickly got out of balance mm-hmm. and just went head over heels. And, you know, I had my nose stuck in a Bible all the time and mm-hmm. got to a place where, how do they say it? Um, I was so spiritual minded <laughs> that I was no earthly good. <laughs> my husband was like, I, I was, relate to that also. <laughs> I was pushing him away. He didn't yes. want any part of this religion. Mm-hmm. If it was going to be what I was, you know, showing. <laughs> the other and, man. Yeah. <laughs> the other man. It's yeah. a little you bit like. You love God a, more than me. Yeah. And I'm like, duh. I know, you know right? duh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, but is but, that out of balance? I so relate to that, too. I'm, uh, I was right there and, yeah. And then it happened, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning on a night when I thought that he was actually losing his mind. I thought that he was just having a breakdown. We were headed for... Uh, bankruptcy we were headed for divorce and it was two o'clock in the morning and he woke he woke up and I was sound asleep and I woke up to him sitting on the bed rocking back and forth going I can't do this anymore mm-hmm. I can't do this anymore mm-hmm. you know and I, I, I was like Pete are you okay and it was scaring me yeah you know I really felt like he was having a mental breakdown, breakdown that mm-hmm. you know and I was fearful and I had an opportunity, and it must have been God that directed me because I could have never, on my own, in my own, I was really mad at him. I wanted to divorce. Yeah, yeah. You, know. you couldn't have come up with this on your own. Yeah. And I went and sat next to him, and I just put my hand out, and I said, Baby, don't you know, there's only one thing that can change this, and his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And my husband sat there for a minute, and he really didn't say anything and then he started weeping like a baby mm-hmm. and he just you know offered his arms and he held me and he just said we're gonna be okay wow we're gonna be okay wow that's amazing that was his moment of salvation mm-hmm. you know I was always so busy trying to push him forward and push mm-hmm. him forward and it ended up that I was still um had the response to try and push him forward because I mm-hmm. felt a little ahead, you know. Yeah. But as God would have it, he was my helpmate to pull me back mm-hmm. so that I could find that balance that was, again. Yeah. You know, because Well, cuz I think it's it's like I hate to like make it this trivial, but it's like um when you like find a great sale okay you know and you're like hey Mona guess what Kohl's is having like 90% off on the entire store Uh, like (laughs) come on like let's go and you're like yeah I really don't care for I really don't care for Kohl's Mm. like but it's 90% off you know okay okay. but it's actually like a free coupon you can go there and take whatever you like Mm. free it's free 
Yeah. And, uh, and it's it just is. not from right. That's it why I'm is. saying like in this yeah. it's even free, you know? And um yeah. and people are just like just yeah, I'm not really uh that's okay. I'm yeah. glad you're in your you just yeah. yeah. And you just are like you don't understand. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, Peter never told me don't go to church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew, and I took the children, you yeah. know, in tow. Um, Michael and Lauren, Christopher, at the time of my salvation, was he was four years old. Mm-hmm. And he was an integral part of it. Do I, how are we doing on time? We, yeah, we're okay. Okay. So um, I was 38, Christopher was four. And um, we, I had gone to the Chasco Fiesta. Uh huh. Which is a big, like, county. Pasco County. Pasco parade, County parade and carnival. And, yeah. yeah, really big deal, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Pasco County, Florida. And um, I love to go. So I had kids in tow standing out on a street corner. Now I positioned myself next to the DJ mm-hmm. because I was rocking it. Yeah. Drinking a beer, smoking cigarettes, had the kids with me. And here came this float, and I'll never forget this as long as I live. This lady, beautiful lady with blonde hair, mm-hmm. got down off of that float and walked over to me and reached out her hand, or reached out for my hand. And when I just instinctually offered my hand back, she put this little piece of cardboard with a homemade crucifix on it and a scripture verse. And she looked me dead in the eye and she said, please come see us. And I was just like, what? What the heck? Yeah. And I just, you know, I remember looking up and going, okay, <laughs> okay, I'll go. Mm. I wasn't, you know, I didn't understand, but it's like something had happened. First of all, the music drew me because I love music. Music is something that got me through so much of mm-hmm. my past and mm-hmm. my hurts and my struggles. Mm-hmm. So, in you know, God had this all planned out yeah right? he speaks and our language here comes this <laughs> yeah, music and I'm just yeah. really digging it mm-hmm. you know so when I saw that it was a church it was like what <laughs> oh that's how me? It's, I don't want to like I'm gonna interject a little bit here but when I found the church that I go to I grew up in like a Methodist church with like hymns and amen <laughs> you know and and people wearing suits and Sunday best and all that yeah. stuff and I and I now go to a non-denominational, you know, um, contemporary type church. I went, I felt complete. I was like, this is a church of heathens, you know? And I didn't even have that kind of even judgment thing. I felt like they're wearing jeans and t-shirts. Someone has on a Bucks jersey. Like, what is this? And then the worship started and it was like rock band, you know? I I was like, crazy. I don't know what to think about this at all. I actually hated the worship when I first started going, but really? I loved I loved our oh. pastor and the message. I so sorry. I would go and like suffer through the music, like when is it gonna be over? Yeah, you know, yeah. And now I love it. Now I want to go for the worship, and I can, I know. you know. <laughs> and I have to say something really quick. Yeah. Hi, sweetheart. My son Christopher is watching. Oh, hey, so Chris. welcome, Chris. <laughs> we're doing dual dual duty here. Yeah. We're doing a Facebook live, and at the same time, we're doing a podcast. On the Detour? The Detour podcast. The Detour yep. podcast, mm-hmm. yeah. It's hosted so. on um, Podbean and iTunes now. It's funny that he should join right now. Yeah. Okay, now I don't believe in coincidence because this young man right here is the one that really took me over the edge. So I told you about the uh, parade mm-hmm. and everything. So Christopher was four years old. Mm-hmm. And we go to this church and... You know, I'm still just like, not sure. I'm feeling kind of weird to be there. But Mm -hmm. we were um, sending him to a Christian daycare. Uh And so he was learning all about Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he, we go to church and dad didn't come with us. It was just me and Chris. Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there and the pastor says, um, he gives this invitation, you know, to receive Jesus Christ as your savior and Mm -hmm. he'll forgive your sins and come and live inside of your heart and... And so I'm listening to all that, and so bad. I wanted to to raise my hand. I mean, I mm-hmm. could feel it. I was just like goosebumpy, but I was sitting on my hands. And that young man right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, he stands up. He's like, "Come on, Mama!" I mean, loud. <laughs> and I was so just he like, like calls you. <laughs> sit down, sit down. So you know, I'm sitting there, and you know, said the prayer and everything. Uh-huh. And then the pastor goes. Now, I don't usually do this because I have no 
intention of ever embarrassing anybody or making them uncomfortable. But if you are serious about that decision that you've just made, I want you to come down to this altar right now. I was mortified. I was so, you know, I was like afraid. What are, what are people going to think? Yeah. You know, all of And why that. do I even, why am I even considering this? And what does this even mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Guess who stood up in the aisle and grabbed my hand <laughs> and went down to the altar with me? I just thought of another thing when you interjected that he was going to a, um, a Christian preschool, you said. Mm-hmm. Isn't it funny that even when we don't know what we're doing, we have some instinct that that's good for our kid? Yeah. Like, I we might not show private. up. <laughs> Not because well, it was Christian, because oh, it was private. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I got it. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to Yeah, no, I'm, no. I get so excited. Yeah, no, That, but that's that just was what my thought was. Like, sometimes you even, you know, um, your heart knows that we need to believe, you know, in God. And, and that Mm-mm. we're going to do, even if we think we're not worthy of it, we want yeah. it for our kids. We do. Yeah. We always want our kids to have more and do better and be smarter and mm-hmm. have more courage, the, the whole gamut. So at four years old now, I'm a new believer. I just found Jesus. And he's going to a Christian school, and he was learning his alphabet. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It was the A. Becca curriculum. For those of you who don't know, that is a Christian curriculum. Okay. So I'm helping him. I've heard learn. of it, but yeah. I didn't know it was it's, specifically. It's advanced. It's a home, like a homeschool. Well, it's a. It's, it can be in a program. It can be but also, in a program, yeah. a homeschool, or also right. you know a regular school. Yeah. Academics, and so, guess how he learned his alphabet? I'd hold up a card with an A on it, mm-hmm. and on the back of it, I would ask him, Christopher A, and he would say. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans three twenty three. Through verses. Through verses. So in Teaching training him your a, son. B. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. C. Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. D. Depart from evil and do good. E. Even a child is known by his doings. Oh and I my could goodness. sit here. So this four-year-old child who took me to the altar is now teaching his mama scripture verses, learning his ABCs. That's really cool. It was awesome. And then, of course, I had him plugged into everything. You know, I was serving everywhere, trying to make Mm -hmm. up for 38 years. Uh And I was in children's choir, and I was in this ministry and that ministry. And um, the children's choir ministry... Um, he was very gifted, had always been very gifted musically and in dance and everything. So, um, well, I don't think dance yet, not at four, but musically. Mm-hmm. So um, I he grew up being that worship leader. He was a worship leader in the church at 12 years old. Wow. He played guitar, keyboard, drums, bass guitar, and even dabbled a little bit on the violin. Nice. And he wrote some beautiful, you know, songs about about Jesus. One is mm-hmm. called "Be Still." Mm-hmm. Um, I started to play that for you earlier, and then oh. we got to talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, yeah. I have so many like um, unended yeah. things floating out there because of my chatty Kathy yeah, ways. Me too. It's okay. <laughs> it always it's winds up good. back to it at some point. Yeah. So yeah. I'll I'll have to let you hear the yeah. whole song and. If you are curious, you can find it actually on iTunes. Oh, nice. It's called Be Still, and the CD is entitled The Giordanos. Oh, nice. <laughs> so Chris and I did And this. you're on that CD also? Because you have a beautiful singing voice oh, also. thank you. Yeah. I, I really, I don't feel, well, I don't want to speak negative about it, but since I haven't been singing mm-hmm. since my, um, that much for mm-hmm. many years now, you mm-hmm. know, the, the muscle that you have to keep it in tune just like you do you yeah. know, other muscles. Yeah. And so it's a little out of practice, but yeah. I'm not going to say that I'm not a singer. I'm going to say that I don't sing nearly as much as I used yeah. to, but well, my boy does. And yeah. So we did this album And together. then there's me, <laughs> like, I have like a one octave range, I think I can 
certain tunes carrying a bucket for a little bit. Ah, so, okay, so we could say then that, that uh, you make a joyful noise. I make a joyful noise. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh. Well, you know what? You can learn, though. As it, long as you're not tone deaf, I might be, you can I learn know. to sing. No, it's funny. Sometimes I still sing because I love music and I love to yeah. sing. It's just not pleasing to anyone else's ears. But oh, on wow. occasion, um, I'll sing in the car and my husband will be like, that, that was good. And he's like... <laughs> really shy so that's my like certain mm. songs I can do in okay. a certain range that's like good. that was not horrible <laughs> yeah. so one of um I love to write music and one of the things that I used to do in church was rewrite songs so um there was this uh the worship leader and her husband um her name was Cinda and I think you know yeah Cinda. I know Cinda. okay yeah so Cinda was a worship leader and I got this phone call at work one day and I was at the pest control store and it was one of those crazy busy days where yeah. the phone was ringing off the hook and customers coming in and it was just like uh non-stop non-stop yeah. I couldn't get caught up and and so she calls me and she's like I think that you're supposed to, uh, to write a song for this year's Christmas cantata and I'm like Hmm. <laughs> You're like, really? Okay. Well, not and, today. <laughs> and, and I'm like, you know, Cinda, I just, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, I've never performed on command before. Usually mm-hmm. when I get songs, it's, you know, between me and God and mm-hmm. not because somebody asks me to, but right. I'll pray about it and, and I'll try, you yeah. know? So um, as the story goes, 25 to 30 minutes later, I called her back. At the time when she called me, everything stopped. Oh, no customers. I was just going to say, you no were... more phone calls, nothing. And I called her back 25 or 30 minutes later with the music and the lyrics <gasps> to a song. And it's called The Perfect Sacrifice. Wow, you got a straight on download. Straight on. You, you know, got like the download, as was, I call it. It was just, I couldn't believe it. I was shaking like a leaf. I, mind you, I mean, really, just shaking like a leaf. Now, the song did not get used for the cantata, mm-hmm. but I did produce it on a CD uh, with rain music. And it was just one of those, you know, another one of those God moments mm-hmm. that it just takes all of your question, all right. of your doubt and your your unbelief or you're not quite, quite sure, sure. Mm-hmm. you know, away when, when he does those things. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the first song that I ever... Um, wrote and recorded was called Show Me the Way. And that happened on a seven-minute drive from my home to the press control store. Hmm. Now, that was the very first song. I didn't know what to do with it. I called another gal at church, the leader of the children's choir, and I'm like, oh, God just gave me a song. I don't, I don't know, know what, what to, to do, do with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to write music or anything. Yeah. And she's like, well, for heaven's sake, sing it into a tape recorder. Right, right. And that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. and, so, and that was a song, you know, I don't it's not that I was supposed to be like some famous contemporary Christian yeah. singer. Sometimes it's just a song for you yes. or, or just that, like you just said, that little, like, I like to say man up for the day mm-hmm. of like encouragement yeah. of like, I'm here. We're like, we yeah. got this going on girl, you know, show me the way and, yeah. was a song that the Lord used so many times in the pest control store, <laughs> in the pest control store. And he, uh, you know, I would feel him uh, prompting me, to sing them the song. Well, at that time, I only had one song, so there was no question. I knew which one it was, and I would be like, um, this may sound crazy, but I really feel like God Are you has talking about song. customers coming yes, in? customers. Oh, okay. They're coming uh-huh. in for fleas and, and ticks and roaches and termites and stuff. And, and you're like, I'll show you the way. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll show you the way. I'm going to teach, show you how to kill your termites and how to be free. <laughs> yeah. Well, not exactly that way. Usually there's something yeah. in their countenance that you can tell, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that they're down or sad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And usually it would start with, you know, can I offer you a prayer? Mm-hmm. you know simple you and feel that energy I mean I just yeah. think you do you just feel that and then I yeah. was hearing this little voice in my heart mm-hmm. that was telling me to sing them this song <laughs> and I'm like um this is gonna sound weird but um I really feel like God wants me to sing you a song mm-hmm. and I would take them in my office you know not like out in the <laughs> showroom take them in my office and sing them the song and no exaggeration every single solitary time there was a huge emotional response you know Mm -hmm. sometimes tears many times tears 
and it's just a song that really, it was my prayer as a new believer because it's like, when you're a new believer, it's a strange dynamic, especially when you come from the background that I did. Mm-hmm. It's like someone would ask me a question, um, for example, what's your stance on abortion? And I would be like, um, well, I know what I used to think, but um, I am not sure. I'm a new believer, and so can I get back with you on that? Mm-hmm. And I would really have to go dig into God's Word or get with a pastor or and really, you know, search yourself Christian. to see yeah, what I didn't you... know how to answer yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, <laughs> it is really life-transforming. Yeah. But it's not like you have to do anything mm-hmm. or know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, He meets you exactly where you are exactly where you are and then you know you go um story by story i think in the bible it says uh, glory to glory precept by precept yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that and and it's really that's what it's like it's like he doesn't expect you to to clean up your act and be perfect you know when you go to that altar he accepts you exactly where you are and the rest is i'm going to say a journey that you take with him yes. to unknown destinations mm-hmm. arm in arm Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a beautiful thing. And a lot of the stuff, like you said, you know, you can you can even get get muddy about the rules, mm-hmm. you know, and um, thinking, you know, this means you're a good Christian, and this mm-hmm. means you're about, you know, mm-hmm. and even all that, you still you mm-hmm. still apply all those huh, things, you know, to yeah. this new thing. You know, this is gonna sound and, really strange, but uh, you know, I mean this with everything in my being. I hate religion. Yeah. I, I hate religion. I know that's a strong no. word, but you know, it's it's so not about religion. No. It's about the personal relationship yeah. that you have with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what it is about. That yeah. is what is life transforming. Yeah. And the the rest of it is just the way you practice that. Yeah. You know, the modality of getting you in that in that space of yeah. relationship in the I you don't just know have to the be download. like a dog <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> which is where we started off and probably <laughs> yeah. we're gonna where we're gonna end because yeah. it's uh we're about we're an about hour time. Here. <laughs> oh my goodness well most <laughs> of my podcasts are about an hour oh, and okay, so I'm just good. okay with that you okay, know okay. um I just think there's too much to say you know and yeah. and um I don't like it to be I like it to be conversational just like right. we were and organic and authentic and um okay so again we'll Review um, if you need help with um, business coaching or social media coaching. Social media coaching. Even if you're a seasoned woman or man. Yes, or even if you're not like particularly old like myself, but I kind of fall in the middle where I know some social media and I can get some of it, but like I don't get Instagram. Like I'm a mom and I'm on mom Facebook, you know? (laughs) Like (laughs) Facebook is kind of, you know? Instagram is kind of where it's at now, and you know you're teaching me some things That's about right. that. Um, I, I don't kind of get that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't kind of yeah. get that. Um, so. You know, we all get our little things that we're comfortable with, but you're gonna help me with that. That's so right. I think that's awesome. And the direct connection, which is where we are right now, yeah. is actually it's a woman's co-working space. It's dedicated to women. Mm-hmm. I want them to have a place of safety where they don't have to worry about men walking in off the street or whatever. Um, and a place where we can get together and collaborate. Mm -hmm. It's more than a co-working space. It's kind of like an incubator for new businesses, Mm -hmm. you know? And connections. That's right, collaborations. Collaboration, connections, because, you know, I have maybe what you need, and you have maybe what I need, and we kind of discovered that a little bit today. And, um, And, you know, you just wind up being there at the same time mm-hmm. wind up I say yeah um, no coincidences <laughs> come on people yes, but I know. you know what I'm saying you're facilitating right. the space for those little things to happen mm-hmm. um and it's very affordable people so if you're interested and you're in the Pasco County vicinity mm-hmm. um Even and you North need some, Pinellas yeah I mean, North Pinellas from right. here Tarpon Springs is one mile away right one so, mile. Yeah. so we're just barely um, in the past in that vicinity you yeah. know she's located in holiday so if you need space or even like for um private events it, you have a mm-hmm. certain capacity but yes um Miss Mona can help you with all of those kind of things so if you've heard something I'd that interests you, you you know she'll definitely talk to you about um and that here's my biggest thing, I'm going to go back to my heart, mm-hmm. what makes my heart sing. If you 
or your church or an organization are looking for a speaker, yes, I would love to come and share my testimony. And guys, you've heard this. Of... You've heard this fascinating story mm-hmm. today. Oh, that's and, just a drop in the bucket. And and I will mention. Obviously, we're talking a lot of faith in Jesus and 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 that kind of thing um, today. But that doesn't mean if if that's not what your event is about per se. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that Mona's story won't apply. Oh, of course and, not. And and um, yeah. she does not. I, I'm not going to beat anybody yeah, over exactly. the head with a Bible or force anything on anybody. I right. don't. I don't think Jesus would do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't do that. Yes. So she is not limited to Christian events That's or engagements or Thanks know, for clearing topics. that up. Yeah. Because I can see where the conversation, you know, we're two believers. Right. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Um, okay. And just like this podcast, this podcast is not, not a Christian podcast. Not a Christian <laughs> podcast. But my, my <clears throat> faith is part of me. And so it always winds up finding its way. (laughs) Yeah, it bubbles out. So anyways, okay. Um, guys, thank you so much for listening again, um, on the podcast and on Facebook live. Um, thank you so much for having me, Sheila. You are welcome. Thank you for hosting me here. Um, and in this space, it was great to get together and I'll have, um, the links as well to your information. And I know you'll do the same for me. I will. I will put the links in the comments on the live. Perfect. And okay. guys, if you do listen to um, the Decor Tour podcast, it helps me so much if you rate and review. Um, that just helps me get into that algorithm on iTunes that helps more people um, find yes. find my podcast. So yeah. that is my big request for today. So thank you so much, You're Mona. Welcome. That thank was a lot you. of fun. All it right. Was. See okay. you, everybody. Bye-bye.